0: Portions of the following program may be pre recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
1: There is a judgment greater than. in Christ, you can find peace in him from the judgment that's to come.
0: almost without a doubt, the only culture we have known is the Antichrist culture. We have to deal with that because there is also a Christ culture and they are utterly opposed to each other but the Antichrist culture has very cleverly mixed his culture, with the Christian culture. And that brings us great trouble today because the call of God is to come out and not be a part with the the culture of Antichrist. Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. Lord, I ask now that you would give us absolute clarity in our minds and in our hearts that we would no longer allow ourselves the privilege of being totally confused so that we could continue in the Antichrist culture. Lord, deal with our hearts today, bringing absolute clarity to our hearts. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Well, let's think back together. It was a garden of Eden. It was a paradise. And in that paradise, God was coming in the cool of the evening. And he was walking with his creation, Adam and Eve. They were fellowshipping with each other. And then a dragon showed up in the garden a beautiful dragon. But this dragon was proposing another culture, the Antichrist culture. The values were very interesting, great wisdom like even that of God, able to judge for myself without the word of God being used. I could be free and choose my own path. Well, needless to say, the path was chosen. And Cain killed Abel. Because what they weren't told is that this culture of the Antichrist was going to be violent, was going to be lies. It was going to be destruction. And they would lose their paradise home. They would work by the sweat of their brow to earn enough to survive. And then he lived for more than 800 years. And during that time, the Antichrist culture revealed more and more of its wickedness as it genetically messed with the human race. And finally, when there was only one family left with clean genes, God said, I've got to destroy this. It has to be stopped. And so we have the great flood with Noah coming. Then it all started over. But now God was going to reduce the lifespan from hundreds of years to only that of 75 or 100. The diet was different. The world was different. And God did this intentionally so that men would not have such a long period of time to develop their evil, wicked desires. He wanted to give men and women just enough time to live on the face of the earth to clearly make a decision about whether they would be a part of the Antichrist culture or whether they would be a part of Jesus' culture. Every kingdom has its laws. Every kingdom has its cultures. And in this case, Jesus himself came to reveal the laws and the culture of the kingdom of God. We find Matthew, the 18th chapter. Therefore, in verse 23, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. Ooh, we learn immediately then that the kingdom of God has accountability. There are laws that govern it, just like there are laws that govern the Antichrist culture. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents, that's a huge amount of money. It's millions and millions of dollars. A king wanted to settle this account. And the man who owed all of this money was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Jesus is telling us something vital to know about the kingdom of heaven, about the culture of Jesus Christ, about the laws. There is accountability with this kingdom. And you can lose your wife and your husband and your children if you break the rules of this kingdom. It's not a love, love, love kingdom. Oh, it is based on love, and God is love. But it is also very stern, very stern consequences for not upholding your end. Now it says, The servant fell on his knees before the king. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, wages for a working man for a hundred days, a pittance compared to multi-millions. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. I want you to see again, there are consequences in the culture of Jesus Christ. And in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, you can't treat fellow servants as this man is now attempting to treat one of his colleagues. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in, you wicked servant, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you in anger, His master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how, now listen, this is Jesus himself. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. In other words, forgiveness, not revenge, not collecting. Forgiveness is one of the chief rules of this kingdom of Jesus Christ. Well, there's another story that gives us even more insight into this kingdom of Jesus Christ. The kingdom of heaven in chapter 22, verse 1. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatted cattle, have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants and mistreated them and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murders and burned their cities. We're getting another very key hint that those from the culture of Antichrist are going to suffer death because of their rebellion against the kingdom of Jesus Christ. He said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. Go to the street corners and invite to the banquet everyone you find. So the servants went into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, both good and bad, and the wedding hall was filled. But then the king came in to see the guests. He noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding garment. Friend, he asked, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, take him out. Tie him hand and foot and throw him out into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In other words, where there's going to be a lot of tears and a lot of anger. For many are invited, but few are chosen. Now, I've used these two examples of the kingdom of God to try to say to you, You have to recognize both kingdoms have authority. Both kingdoms can punish. Both kingdoms have rules and regulations. Now that sounds strange to us. Because we've grown up in a culture where the culture... the culture of the Antichrist has ruled. And today, the Antichrist culture has so infiltrated the Christian church that the Antichrist spirits, they rule in the church today. The culture of the Antichrist has been able to slip into the Christian church. So today, we don't have two very separate cultures but they're mixed cultures. We have certain aspects of the gospel that are still practiced in the church baptism, whether it be by immersion or sprinkling. We have communion. We still have Christmas, Easter. We still have certain elements. But by and large, the Christian church is now ruled by the culture. Of the Antichrist. All right, let's define terms. What does Antichrist mean? It means the opposite of. So Antichrist means opposed to Christ. Or opposed to Messiah who is the king of the kingdom of heaven. So we see in today's culture... A fast growing, dominating spirit that is totally opposed to the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Even the Christian church is in total opposition to the real rules and understandings of Christ's culture. Because of that, it's very confusing. And I'm calling you today, come out of the Antichrist culture. What are some of the markers of these two cultures? Well, the Christian culture is about loving. It's about bringing to Jesus Christ so you can be cleansed and purified of sin by the precious blood of Jesus. It's about sharing. It's about helping one another. It's about ministry. It's about building something that is strong and stable and that can utterly reject the Antichrist spirit. It is honest. It is pure. It is clean. It is devoid of deceit. It is a place for the word. But what about the Antichrist spirit? It lies, it cheats, it murders. It demands everything be for itself. It demands that we be the center of all the attention. It demands that we be free to make whatever decision we want to make. And so today, decisions are being made to shave the breasts off little girls. Decisions are being made to totally destroy the youth of America. We are watching the destruction of America from the inside. America could never fall if America remained moral and upright, and following the kingdom of Jesus Christ. But we are collapsing in on ourselves with utter corruption, with theft, with lying, cheating, sexual uncleanness. Now, this is hard for us, because I was, like you were, born into This antichrist culture, and then to make it more palatable, certain elements of the culture of the gospel of Jesus were allowed to be a part of the American culture, which is an antichrist culture. So, how do we deal with this? It's very difficult. So I would say, when you're gambling with football, are you gambling for the kingdom of Jesus Christ or for yourself? When you go to that football game where men beat each other up, are you going to watch the gladiators? Are you going to watch the kingdom of Jesus Christ? When you go to your recreation, your entertainment, your your YouTubes and your movies, are you going to those things to build up the kingdom of Jesus Christ or the kingdom of Antichrist? Almost everything that we see today in America belongs lock, stock, and barrel to the spirit of Antichrist culture. Almost all entertainment, whether it be videos, whether it be games, Whether it be pornography, sexually unclean things, sodomy, it's all a part of the Antichrist spirit. And so the old timers used to say, and I didn't understand what they meant, they used to say, the world is waxing more and more evil every day. Well, guess what? They were right. When I think back even to my early childhood, 50 years, 60 years ago, it was a very different world. But now the sin is very open. The morality is very cast down. It no longer rules the day. Instead, self-pleasure rules the day. And i not meaning to offend you, but I have to say it. You need to look carefully at what you call recreation and ask the question, is this just innocent before God and will build his kingdom, or is this building the kingdom of Antichrist? The things you do during the day. You have to go to the grocery store. You understand the grocery store is not neutral, it's not innocent, it is a part of the Antichrist spirit. But we have to go to get groceries. But the the reason we can is the reason we're buying. We're buying to build up the kingdom of Jesus Christ by nourishing our bodies and by giving food to the hungry, by walking a path of morality. So you go to the grocery store and she gives you back your change And there's an extra $5 bill in that change. What do you do with it? Well, I knew a day when you would just automatically not even think about it. You'd just hand it back and say, oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Here's an extra five. Oh, thank you, thank you. That's no longer the case for many people. You think about what car are you going to, Are you going to own? Well, what's the purpose for your owning the car? Jesus is very concerned about motives. Is it to show that you're successful and you're somewhat and everybody should look up to you? Or are you of no reputation? Have you checked out of the ref? How do I say this? Have you deliberately chosen to check out of the world's reputation of success, of being loved by everybody? Do you represent the culture of Antichrist or do you represent the culture of Jesus Christ? What is it That you're seeking with your heart, with your time, with your money. What is it that you're seeking after? What are you hungry for? Are you hungry for that success in this world? Somebody said to me just yesterday, Pastor, I've got to get another job. I'm not making enough money. The food prices are going up and this is going up and that's going up. I've got to go get a better job. I said, well, how are you going to do that? Well, I can send out resumes, and I can do this, and I can do that. Whoa, 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 whoa. What about getting on your face before Jesus, thanking him for what he's given you, and recognizing that he is the ruler over your life, that you belong to him, that you no longer belong to you, and ask him what he wants to do about the shortage does he want you to cut something off what does he want you to do i mean i'm going to sound very foolish right now but what if you stopped all of your decision making and got down on your face before god and and stayed there until he answered you and you felt a very clear leaning or had a clear word this is what the Lord would have me do are you building the kingdom of God or are you building the culture of false freedom where you can do what you want to do when you want to do it and anybody that disagrees with you is going to get a blast of your opinions I hesitate, this, I hesitate to say this. But the fact is, there's no one more self-righteous than people who know too much but don't live it. Oh, pastor, I live it. As you accuse a brother, make your judgments as though you had the wisdom of Christ. Christ. See, this is not an easy discussion to have. You see, there is a distance between what I say I believe and the way I live. And we can learn all the right theology and we can correct people theologically. We can tell them what we think they need to be doing question is, are you really solidly a part of the kingdom of Jesus Christ? Or are you solidly a part of the American culture? With the values of the American culture, which I've said, I'll say again. The American culture is the Antichrist culture. It is not Christ's kingdom. It is a, a whole culture that hates Jesus Christ. But we in the church have been so smoothly seduced that most people in the American church slide right into that Game Sunday afternoon, or they slide right into that night for the guys to get together and smoke their cigars and gamble with their cards, and then maybe go to the strip joint later, go to the pornography, go to the lust for money. Go after what you think you want in your life. Yell at your wife and your kids. One man asked me not to talk to his wife anymore. Why? Well, the answer is very simple. He yells and screams at the kids. His wife is up unhappy about it. And so she calls me and says, Pastor, my husband's losing it. He's rough with the kids. He's angry. What can I do? He doesn't want that conversation to go on. He wants to dominate wife and kids. But they're Christians. Solid Christians. Now, some of you are a bit uncomfortable with the length of the broadcast. You have a hard time just sitting and listening to something that long. Why? Because you're used to everything coming quick and easy. You've been trained by the television. You've been trained by the internet, YouTube. Everything must happen quickly. So you can go from TikTok to TikTok. Now, can I say something to you, please? When I went to the college or the university, I had to spend a great deal of time in the study of Greek and Hebrew, in the study of archaeology, biblical history. I had to spend time reading books. I had to spend time preparing for exams Can I tell you something? I would never have gained the masters of divinity if I had not studied. You will not gain in the kingdom of Jesus Christ if you don't give yourself wholly, completely, number one priority in your life. To studying the Word of God, to praying, to fasting. Now, yes, there are some things that you need to do just to maintain life. But do you hear me? There are other things you must do if you're going to maintain eternal life, or if you're going to receive eternal life. Now, let me read something for you. It's not comfortable not supposed to be comfortable matthew the sixth chapter i'll begin with verse 24 no one can serve two masters either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap Or store away in barns? Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things. I want to stop right there. What do the pagans run after? Food and drink? What they're going to wear? How they're going to pay for everything? The pagans are concerned with lifestyle. The pagans are concerned with success. That is the culture of Antichrist. Now, are you a Christian? Or are you a pagan? Most in the church today are pagans. They're running after all the essentials that they think they need for this life. And they're using them for what they can consume as consumers to make this life more pleasant for them. It would be a total change for them to take a position that from now on, they're only going to use, buy, and acquire that which can be used for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Notice. the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness or his innocence and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself Each day has enough trouble of its own. And those troubles are to help us differentiate between the the kingdom of Antichrist and the kingdom of Jesus Christ. They are two totally separate kingdoms. They are like mixing the light and the dark the oil, and the vinegar. They don't mix. They're completely separate, one from each other. Now, the question is, what are you going to do? Do you understand what I'm saying to you today? Do you understand there are two kingdoms? They are not merged. They are not... Mixed. When the Christian culture is mixed with the demon culture, it all turns to demon culture, to Antichrist culture. So Antichrist culture today in America has some appearance in some places of being good. But at the root, it's utterly evil. It desires with all of its heart to destroy the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Now there it is, as flat out as I can say it. You cannot love money and work for it and worship it And God too. Because they're a part of two very separate kingdoms. And so most of you, you want to go enjoy a bit of the Christian culture. But you're really, day by day, in total support of Antichrist culture. And that Antichrist culture... Is becoming more and more evil every day. Please excuse me. I still have a leg that is broken, and I can't sit still for an hour. It hurts too much. We're approaching five weeks with this trauma, and I'm trusting Jesus to heal me. I thank you for your prayers. Now he says. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. That is the Antichrist. The Antichrist road leads to destruction. Many enter through it. But small is the gate. Suffering is the gate. Narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. So watch out for false prophets. In other words, watch out for those people who are teaching a prosperity gospel. Watch out for those people who are teaching the principles of self of humanism, of self-discovery. Watch out for those who are preaching strategies for successful living, for ways to make money. Watch out for those who are teaching the way of the Antichrist. And there are many doing so in the body of Christ today. And on the other hand, watch carefully for that narrow path, that narrow road. Narrow because it places its entire dependence upon Jesus Christ. It's not going to follow the way of the world they have made a vow. They will trust Jesus now. They will trust Jesus. They will build his kingdom. They will give themselves unreserved, unreservably to love and cherish and share and give of all that they have to help take care of those people that Jesus brings to them to minister to. Now I hope I've helped make clear there is a dramatic difference between the Antichrist spirit and the spirit of a holy God, the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I belong to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. A sister wrote to me just this morning, blessing me with a spirit of joy. Oh, I have that joy. I have that joy deep down in my heart. I praise and worship him. Some mornings when I get up and I've been awake and the devil's been attacking me, I'm very sober, even somber. But it doesn't take long as I get into the scriptures and I begin to praise Jesus and thank Him for establishing in my heart His kingdom that joy is overflowing. Now, please may I ask a question? Will you pledge all of your time, all of your money, all of your energy to the kingdom of Jesus Christ? And will you withdraw all support from the kingdom of Antichrist? I want no mixed message in my heart or in my life. And the holy spirit says drop that drop it when you hear the check of the holy spirit saying don't say that stop saying it stop doing it we've got to spend a great deal of time and energy reading the scriptures An hour a day will not begin, even begin to get you where you need to be in order to enter heaven. Now, I'm not being legalistic. I'm saying that there is bread in the house. And the body of Jesus Christ, when taken properly, will strengthen your spirit and encourage you as you charge forward under the banner of Jesus Christ. I'm very concerned for you. I'm very concerned. You don't want to be inconvenienced. You want to have life on your platter. Please just make sure that that life that's on the platter is your life and not the Antichrist spirit's life. My life is on a platter for Jesus Christ. I owe him everything. I love him with all my heart. I pray that that's true for you as well. Well, we're out of time for today's broadcast. But you can tell from what you've heard that very clearly... We're going to have to follow after Jesus, or we will be a part of a kingdom that is not of God. As I look at my computer screen, it looks like I didn't start this properly, so some of you have no message today, but check in at nationalprayerchapel.com and you'll hear today's message. It's a very important one. Let's pray. Lord, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It is your kingdom that I pledge myself to. It is your kingdom that I desire with all of my heart to be a part of. I pray, O oh Lord, in your grace and in your mercy, may I not be a part of the darkness, but rather a part of the light. Lord, you are everything to my heart. And I plead now that as this broadcast comes to an end, that you will bless every person who has listened, and that you will bring very direct confrontation. Between the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of heaven, and that wicked kingdom of the Antichrist. Lord, wake our minds and our hearts up that we could serve you and you alone. Lord, thank you. You are everything my heart desires you are the savior you are the lord you are the master you are the king of kings you sit beside the father in heaven on his throne lord would you come now and would you deal with our hearts i pray in your holy name amen well, during this time when i am confined and waiting on jesus you're welcome to write to me at my home or church address it is ray greenley 5009 softwood lane one word softwood lane woodbridge virginia Two two one nine two, or you can write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box twenty three forty six, Woodbridge, Virginia. Two two one nine five. God bless you, my brother and my sister. I pray today has been helpful to guide you in the choice. Of the kingdom of God. I love you. I'll talk to you soon.